<clears throat> Welcome to Gallery Radio. I am Melodious, aka Coverboy of the Modern Marvel, your host for the day. While Jay is away, I also got Anacron as well. Yeah, yeah. We are going to be interviewing some dope brothers. KDT from Elephant Bird. Also, we got Demancy from Polymethics. Help me out with this. Polymethics. There you go. <laughs> it kind of messed me up real loud. Like, don't add too much. So, but these brothers with a form of fusion, they do the fusion dance and they turn into Blue Fidelity, which is dope as hell, I might add, because I've been banging y'all stuff all morning. And man, I ran through it eight times. I'm telling this to Crying. Yeah. And I'm loving every moment of it, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I hit this dude up. I was like, yo, did you check out uh, the Blue Fidelity stuff? He's like, man, I've been listening to it all day. <laughs> like, my girl, she got up like, you've been bumping that all morning. Are you okay? Like, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like, I like it too. I was like, yeah, cool. I'm digging this. I'm loving this, Word. guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. Introduce yourselves. Uh, you want to go first, Demancy? Um, the name's Demancy. I'm from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Independent producer. Uh, I'm in two production camps now. Uh, one being Polymathics with DJ Ambush and with uh, KDT, uh, one half of Blue Fidelity. Been doing that since, we'll say, 20 plus years on and off. If we want to talk about influences, I mean, it ranges from DJ Quick to Battle Cat to Primo, Pete Rock, etc. I'm KDT Produced It. I'm from Los Angeles and been doing this since roughly 97, also 20 plus years. You know, influences are, you know, anywhere from a cat named JMD who helped produce Freestyle Fellowship's second album, Inner City Griots to Prince Paul, to, you know, Q-Tip, Pete Rock, Primo, Madlib, Jay Dilla, um, you know, the DITC crew, who's uh, been mad influential in my my production. Man, I've been bumping this all morning, and just all the classics, it just sounds dope. Whose idea was to put this whole project of remixes together, man? Like overall, it was Kron's idea to do this as a way to kind of promote, you know, Blue Fidelity. Uh, we had a project we were working on that we wanted to kind of get an audience for before we released it, uh, and then week to week, you know, trying to figure out who's going to remix. It's kind of a, a joint decision made by myself, KDT, and Kron. KDT. I validate everything Demancy just said. It was the remix. <laughs> I co-sign. I'm, I'm not here to tell any lies or anything. Uh, it was all Kron's idea. He, he cannot confirm or deny anything, yes. ladies and gentlemen. That is for real. All right. All right, cool. Um, was it hard to pick any of the classic re- uh, to be remixed? You know, everything from the De La Soul Fallen to 93 to Infinity, which, you know, was Demancy's baby. You know, all these songs influenced me and, and were just a part of my, my growing up in, in music and hip-hop. So it was, an, it was an honor to be able to remix these songs. And there were some that we were working on that just didn't 
Make the Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one we started with uh, the Alcoholics. Ooh. Uh, using one of their acapellas and couldn't get that to go the way we wanted it to go. I wanted to do some EPMD stuff, but we couldn't find a decent acapella. Yeah. So there was some like difficulty picking out some of them to do, to work out. Yeah, it was kind of like a trial and error with some of them, mm. which is how some of them mm-hmm. didn't end up working out. Was there like one that you guys wanted to work on and it just wasn't matching up? <laughs> I wanted to do the Karis one. Uh, I believe it was Rapture off of uh, Return of the Boom Bap. Yeah, Rapture was on I Got Next, right? Yes, it was. was Well, it was the one where he sampled Rapture's Delight by Blondie. Yeah, that was uh, I Got Next. That was a history, a hip hop history nerd moment. Uh, Hey, no worries, no worries. Actually, actually, KDT, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy, so thank you, Kron, for taking that off. Oh, man. That song is is one of my favorite KRS-One songs, and I wanted wanted to remix that one. I downloaded what I thought was the remix for it. It was titled right and everything, but it ended up being like a medley of like random verses from him. What is the technical remix process and does it differ? And if so, how does it differ from when you just make a beat? Um, So the first thing I'm gonna do is identify what the BPM is. And then I'm gonna listen to the original record and kind of get a feel for how that record makes me feel. Uh, Get an idea of that, right? And then, how can I recreate that feeling with the remix? So sometimes it's just a matter of identifying the right notes, uh, getting a good chord progression or what have you. So I'll go through you know, a ton of samples until I find the one that really gels well with the record and then start building from there. I'll send those ideas over to KDT. He can say, you know, yay or nay, and then we continue on until the record is completed. Yeah, for me, um... I first find, um, you know, a song that I like, something that that I feel like I, I can do it justice. Um, not that I'm trying to outdo the original. You know, I want to make something that I would enjoy listening to. Um, so I find the acapella and then I identify the, the BPM. I try to find samples that that go with the, the theme of the song. And I just kind of build it from there. I start with the drums and or either I'll start with the drums or I'll start with the melody and line it up. And, you know, I get good feedback from uh, from Anacron and, and Demancy. And, you know, Anacron played a, a big part in, in helping getting some of those those remixes lined up properly, so. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. And if you say my style is whack, this way you're dead wrong. I slay that body and I'll segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply, the fight is not the man. Cause you know, and I know, that you know who I am. A special shadow piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle figure goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a fly MC who's proper free and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect, I've all my holes in check. And before I get the book, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Intelligent black child. As you hear it, come on the volume. 
listening like all morning, eight times, <laughs> 14 tracks. So I'm just like, uh, BC Boys Alive, freaking oh, yes. Outcast, AT Aliens, for like freaking Check the Rhyme, Try Call Quest, Hip Hop Hooray. I swear it's like refreshing to even listen to like a fresh take on it. You know? Yeah. Mm. And I mean, it's done so cold. Yeah, with the, the Hip Hop Array remix, when Kitty T sent me the demo for it, you know, and I think at first I was like, oh, this is okay, this is cool. And then I listened to it again, and I was like, this is it. Yeah, I, I gotta give my uh, my boy a shout on that one. He uh, played me some guitar for that one and mm-hmm. really kind of brought it home. Borrowing the old, like, original cuts for your remixes, to you, how does that represent and kind of parallel the evolution of hip-hop as an art form? Oh, that's simple. I mean, those records are timeless, right? So the fact that we can take, you know, a 93 to infinity that came out, you know, 20-something years ago, you know, and add our own little spice to it and put it back out there in the world, appreciates it. It's just telling enough as it is, right? I mean, some folks have heard, you know, our version before they heard the original version and they enjoy it all the same. For me, I mean, remixes have been done all throughout, you know, especially the golden era of hip hop. Anytime a 12 inch came out, say 90% of the time there was a remix on the B side. To me, it's ingrained in, in hip hop music and it's a blessing to be able to, to be a part of that and to be able to contribute in a way that people can enjoy. And that's where the pleasure is in it for me. And to add to that point, I think that what we try to do is imagine ourselves on that 12 inch on the B side as an included remix. So if you have the album version, you know, some random person remixed it, and then you'll see another Blue Fidelity remix, and it fits along whatever that you know that uh, that single would be. So if I turn over that jacket for 93 to Infinity, you know, I'll see a DJ Quick remix on there, and I'll see that Blue Fidelity remix, and it fits with it. It stands up to. Uh, the original and it stands up to uh, something anyone else would do as well. It's amazing, dude, because listening to it makes you a fan all over again. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think how modern music is now, it it doesn't really have that same feel. Yeah. But it's just like how it's being brought to the table. Demancy probably brought something different to it just like KDT has, but it fuses so well. It almost sounds like one person and it's making these remixes sound dope as hell like i said eight times well, thank you i for ain't that. ever done that not maybe since like what q-tips renaissance <laughs> i love that album you know i commend you brothers on this what's the what's the concepts behind it i don't know if there's a particular concept in play a lot of it is well for me personally at least trying to outdo the last record we did. If we do a, you know, a common go remix, all right, let's do something that's better than that. And for each follow-up, we're trying to outdo, you know, what we did before. Yeah, and and I think to your point, you know, it it is about trying to get better as we're doing them. And, um, but I think that cohesiveness that you were talking about is um, attributed to the two of us being able to communicate well and give each other feedback on the remixes that we're doing and then also be able to like, we were able to give each other like good feedback and, and bounce ideas off each other. And when something wasn't working and the other one let us know of it, you know, it wasn't personal, it wasn't taken personally. It was all about what makes the song better, what makes that record better. You know, I, I think we did a really good job communicating with each other about that. 
definitely a form of communication and understanding. I mean, like, I'm just still bugging off of it. Eight times! <laughs> Alright, cool, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just like, it's just like, it's hard. It's hard for me not to say it because that's how dope it is. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's refreshing. It's not It's not every day you hear 93 till infinity and it sounds like you could bump this and you're like, who does that like? It's the, it's the gallery crew remixing some dope yeah. shit. Yeah. It clearly makes you a fan all over again. Like for real, it really does. Thank you. Do you all collaborate on tracks or is it more of a separate process? And if you do work together, on one track how do you make that happen what is that process process uh i think we've done both where we've done our own and then we've both given each other input on them but as far as the tracks where we've collaborated and and both contributed to that track either he'll uh Demancy will send me a melody and i'll add drums or maybe i found a a, a sample which I'll grab the sample, I'll send it to Demancy, we'll both chop it up, and then we'll see how our loops kind of fit together. Uh, I guess I'm gonna give a little sneak peek away. We got an album coming out, and the first track on the album, we did that way. You know, we both chopped up the same samples, we combined them and made a, you know, verse, hook, verse, hook uh, type of beat. You know, and, and we did that a little bit on, on the remixes as well. And I'm a little bit biased, but that track he's talking about is, is incredible. <laughs> which, which track is that? What's the title of it? The Ark. would you say are important to being able to work as a group? Being able to provide constructive criticism. If you don't like the way the drums sound, that's fine, but you know, help me solve for X. You may not like the way this melody progression goes, help me solve for X. That way I can kind of learn to you know, hone in my craft a little bit better, and also I can kind of see how you approach things as well. And I think we've done that very well over the last couple of months. You know, KDT may not like these you know drums I have on this record, but you know he'll be like, well, just send me the melody and I'll add my spice to it. And more often than not, it's better than what I did in the first place. So it helps me kind of understand where I'm deficit in in my creation of music, and also I get to learn his process as well and, and appreciate it a lot more, to be honest. That's incredible. You know, the way Demancy chops up a melody and recreates it is incredible to me. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoy watching his process. You know, I could easily 
get jealous over, say, the 93 remix or the Go remix. Like, we both did our own remixes for Go, and his was better. So my first reaction was, we're using Demancy's. So you can't be selfish. You can't be self-serving. You need to be patient, and you need an open mind. You know, that's, that's what works for me. I'm all about what's best for the group and what's best for the song. If he does something that outshines what I'm doing, I'm all in favor of putting what Demancy does above what I do and vice versa, I think. You know, Melodious here is like second generation right under his older brother who was an original gallery member. As newer gallery members, working with the network and collaborating with people in the network even outside of each other, how does being a part of the network and or having access to a network of creators help you as an artist? It helps me save my friendships. Because I'm not driving them crazy, sending them my beats, asking them what they think of them anymore. Now I have like like-minded people I can bounce my ideas off of. Touche. It's been a blessing to be a part of the, the gallery. You know, I, I've got a song in the works with a couple people and, and just everybody is so talented. You know, a lot of people may do the same thing in the gallery, but everybody does it their own way and they do it really well. And to have access to people like um, with Elephant Bird, you know, we're doing rehearsals and I had some technical issues and, you know, there was dials. I, I could go to him and ask him, um, you know, how do I resolve this issue? Or, you know, here's Demancy and I got this beat. I'm not sure if it's working so I can send him the beat. You know, someone in the gallery, you know, re you know, not too long ago sent out an email asking like how they could improve mixes in a song. And for someone to trust my feedback and, and for me to be able to give them feedback on it, you know, this whole thing is something I've never had. Um, and I feel like it's something that's that had been lacking in my music career. So it's just, it really is a blessing. And, and I'm so, I'm forever grateful for, for being a part of this. Yeah, to echo KDT's point, I think the ability to kind of reach out to other creatives and kind of get their thoughts and ideas around the things that you're doing and them kind of reaching out and asking for your thoughts and ideas around the things that they're doing as well. I know recently Dial sent me a preview of a record he was working on and I kind of just went through all of it and kind of gave him my feedback based on, you know, what spoke to me. And, and Dial's is one of those incredible producers that really should be more well known. Definitely. But the fact that he reached out to me, you know, it kind of it kind of felt good at the same time, right? I mean, yeah, it validates you as well. Exactly. Here's a guy that yeah. I respect yeah. as a musician, mm -hmm. as a producer, yeah. reaching out, you know, asking for my wow. advice or something. Nice man. So you know, Melodious has obviously had a very visceral reaction to your remix project, right? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he listened to it eight times. I don't know. Eight I times. believe it was eight, eight times. I'm not sure. Eight times. <laughs> You know, I think that part of that is having the familiarity of, you know, the tracks that you're remixing. Like, this is all stuff that he grew up on, you know, and that he knows well. And I, I think that that probably lends to his excitement about the project. My question for you all is how do you get the same reaction for your upcoming album of original work? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I think there's going to be a level of difficulty there only because 
a lot of people are gravitating toward the remixes because they're familiar with the work. With the Blue Fidelity project, it's just us kind of flushing out beats and kind of setting a, a musical theme, right? So some people may gravitate towards that and kind of hear that sound. It, it'll be a connective thread between the remixes and what we're doing as far as just instrumentals. And some folks may not, I, I don't know. Um, all I can do is kind of put out the content that I think is good and, and hope that you know the audience embraces it. Yeah. In listening to music, what is the value that people are missing out on by making an intentional decision to only listen to things that they know? It's easy. We, I think we live in a world, and we've been there for a while, we're not going to explain the new generation, but I mean, people like easily accessible fast food, music, you know, relationships, etc., right? So. If I don't have to think about what I'm listening to, then I'm going to enjoy that more than something I have to sit down and study with. I feel like that's how most people feel about it on the surface, but I think that below the surface, the, the thing that a lot of folks are missing is the fact that you actually enjoy it more when you have to work for it. Exactly. I mean, if I go to McDonald's and get a number two, right? That's true. It'll sit yeah. with me for a moment, and I'm going to the bathroom, you know, 30, 40 minutes later, <laughs> Meanwhile, if yeah. I go and spend a couple of hours preparing my meal, I got my spices, I got my meat, so I'm letting stuff marinate or whatever. I'm cooking, cooking it in the oven for a couple of hours. I mean, I'm going to really enjoy that meal because I know the yeah. time and energy it took to bring it to it. I think those days, those days of searching for music and discovering new things is, is past us now. Which isn't that ironic because we have more capability to find and discover more music now than we've ever had ever in yeah. history. Agreed. Well, and I think yeah. you have to want to find it, though, right? I mean, I can go to Pandora and say, you know, start up a Gnarl Sparkly Radio, and I can get exposed to different kinds of music, and maybe artists I've never heard before, and I have to go and kind of find out what they're doing. Yeah. And it becomes about the effort, and again, about it being easy versus actually making some Yeah, exactly. why, why do the work if you can go through the McDonald's drive through and get a Big Mac and some fries? Yeah. That's what... Yeah. the younger generations are are about yeah. right now and it's just kind of like fast food music and surprisingly the answer to your question of why do the work when you can go through the mcdonald's is like what's the impact going to be on your health afterwards mm. all uh, right <laughs> that's the answer that's, what's the impact going to yeah. be on your health are you going to be full satiated for the moment and accept having some negative effects in the long run or are you going to put in some work and effort and do this in a way that's gonna nourish me in in positive ways moving mm -hmm. forward? Well, and I don't want to be the old guy, you know, <laughs> saying that this younger generation needs to get off my lawn. I do, <laughs> but I mean, because I think we went through the same challenges back in the day as well. I agree with the marquee of that statement. I mean, keep in mind, like, it's just hard to just listen to new stuff and actually get that same feels that you would see or hear from anything of, like years ago, you know? Yeah. Well, like, it's hard for us. Yeah, because no, they the same feel. It's not hard for them. I don't know, because I mean, I've even spoken to like younger cats and they can still follow like, yeah, I'm not really into like, or they might have older brothers or they listen to what their parents we're listening to and they follow suit right. it's i guess it's yep. also about environment yep. too it's like if you're yep. i've gotten a whole amalgam of style and sounds from my father who listens to full place funk blues you know my granddad was all into jazz my mom was into yeah. new yeah. wave 
and then here comes my brother and he's into hip-hop and alternative and you know then i just just so happen to like anime music i don't know and it just kind of Mm -hmm. fuses all together and i can appreciate the stuff that my parents or my brother or anybody was listening to yeah and that makes sense because they they expose you to it you know i constantly make the point of as much as i hate new music Mm. i feel that I, as an older artist, have to take responsibility for it. Mm. I complain about it, and I feel like a lot of people complain about it, and I think that it's rightful to complain about it because a lot of it is trash. Mm. I feel like the reason that that trash exists is because I think that there was a point in our generation where we weren't actively guiding the newer generation of artists because artistry is not, especially in a competitive landscape like music business, it's not set up to facilitate that type of like guidance and learning and like hey like check this out learn this like dig into this like let that help to develop and uh, you know evolve the thing that you're working on i guess the the problem with that is is they have to want to learn and they have to want to take suggestions and and be influenced you know but why why take the advice of the the artist when you have a label that's dangling you know these big paychecks saying do this and you'll make a lot of money unfortunately money wins out you know 90 percent of the time yeah and some of those things started you know during you know the golden era Mm. yeah i mean let's not pretend that we didn't have our own you know quote-unquote pop stars in hip-hop of course you know back in the 90s Definitely. Of course. I listen to it now and I'm like, yo, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it back then, but now I'm like, yo, this is good. Yeah, yeah I agree. Cause it's like, I couldn't even listen to gangster rap in like my mom's house. And then next thing you know, she's bumping sugar free. I'm like, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, back that up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it's all about exposure and what's being accepted. Yeah, you know, Sugar Free did have some great records. Oh, absolutely. Put that oh, out there. Sugar Free has some amazing records. Uh-huh. Man. Never know where you're gonna go. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we puff fly. Cause you never know where you're gonna go. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we get high. Cause you never know where you're gonna go. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we puff fly. I woke up early on my born day. I'm 20 as a blessing. The essence of adolescence leaves my body now fresh. My physical frame is celebrated cause I made it Recorded through life, some garlic like they created Got rhymes, 365 days annual plus some Load up the mic and bust one, cuss while I puss from My skull cause it's pain in my brain vein Money maintained, don't go against the grain Simple and plain, when I was younger this I used to do my thing hard Robbing foreigners, take their wallets, they jewels And rip their green cards, dip to the projects Flashing my quick cash and got my first Piece of ass smoking blunts with hash Now it's all about cash and abundance Niggas I used to run with it's richer doing years in the hundreds I switched my motto Instead of saying fuck tomorrow That buck that bought a bottle Could have struck the lotto Once I stood on the block Loose cracks produce stacks I cooked up and cut small pieces To get my loot back Time is ill-matic Keep static like wool fabric Pack a formatic to crack your whole cash Life's a
quickly tell us a bit about the new project, the direction of it, what we can expect from it. Oh, it's it's a Blue Fidelity uh, instrumental project. It's a, a beat tape. It's again collaborative works with uh, Demancy and myself. You know, there's a variety of styles of beats on there, but I think at the end of the day, it's a cohesive project that you know, if you love that old boom bap kind of with a updated twist. You'll love this record. We have uh, uh, Southside Slim. We have Nathan Nice, Satchel Pages, and a girl from France. Her name is Rising Flower. All featured on the album. I had a lot of fun. I can't speak for Demancy, but yeah, we got that coming up. That'll also be available at our Bandcamp page. It's a dope project. I mean, it wouldn't have been possible if we didn't have clear communication between myself and KDT. Mm. There are a lot of challenges around trying to create a project like this when one of the creative minds is in Charlotte and the other creative mind is in LA, but I, I think we made it work. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't have happened without technology though. So if you're digging the remix beats, I think you'll definitely dig the beat tape that we're releasing. Put it in, or I can't say put it in your tape deck or put it in your CD player, but you know, <laughs> open up your favorite streaming application hit play and just relax and chill and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, eight, eight times. Above eight times. Above eight times. I think we're going to rename that eight times now. Right. <laughs> Being an artist is difficult. It's a, it's a rough, trying journey to continually make the decision to want to create. The reward that you get in turn for most artists in no way parallels the amount of time and effort that artists put into the things that they love and the things that they choose to do. What motivates you to continue to make that effort to create? Regardless of who hears it, who doesn't hear it, for me it's a release and that release satisfies my soul and and, you know if I go two three days without working on music in some form or fashion like I I feel it 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 affects my day-to-day it's also a form of meditation for me Uh, I can get in a zone and and block everything out so yeah I mean it's soul filling Yeah, it's absolute, you know, escapism for me. I have a pretty stressful job. I have a toddler to deal with. I mean, sometimes I need to kind of get away and be in my own space and be in my own head for a while. When I'm in that, in that space, you know, the one thing I want to do is kind of, you know, grab my doll and just start creating. Paint on the canvas. Paint on the canvas. So where can we find your music and where can they stream it at? And where can it be purchased? Well, we're on IG. Uh, Demency's on IG. KDT produced it on IG, uh, Blue Fidelity is on IG, as well as Polymathics. Dream or, um, well actually you can only stream the record, on Bandcamp under Blue Fidelity. And you can also get the instrumentals on cassette by ordering them through Bandcamp as well, which is bluefidelity.bandcamp.com. And inventory is limited, so get yours while you yeah, can. for sure, for sure. Rarities. Man, this has been fun for me. Like I said, I've been absorbed with so much knowledge and so much good. Ladies and gentlemen, I do my podcast, Leave for the Party. I'm on Anchor FM, but you can also listen to me on all other 10 platforms. I also do TikTok as well. Acting silly as all outdoors. <laughs> Another big thanks to Blue Fidelity, KDT, and Demancy. Thank you, brothers, for hanging out with us today. Big up to UKJ. We miss you today. We'll see you uh, on future episodes, you know, 
Thug Thizzle with the British accent, UKJ in the building. <laughs> this is Gallery Radio. Be sure to follow Blue Fidelity, KDT and Demancy, Melodious, and the rest of the Gallery Network on social media platforms. But more importantly, visit pntg.net where you can click through on each of these artists directly to places where you can support the actual work that they're doing and support means and makes a lot of difference thank you for listening gallery radio we ask peace peace thanks for checking out today's episode we really appreciate it you can find this episode and previous ones on the feed section of the peanut gallery website www.pntg.net and on selected digital streaming platforms and until the next time Take care.